0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, creator, founder of Cinema Draft, the game, the site. The obsession that you've missed, we've missed you too. But we're back, just in time for the holiday season. I hope you all enjoyed our last podcast, which had fan favorite, or at least the draft mom's favorite, Jay Devlin, as well as myself, going over the winter preview. But this time, we have a very special guest, a different guest, a guest of the female persuasion. Player P, a.k.a. Candy Cane for your OG spreadsheet game testers, a.k.a. Cami Maroney. Say hello to the people, Cami. Oh,
1: uh, What's up, Cinema Drafters?
0: Yes, yes. And that is my bad. I need to get our effects up because we need to give you what you deserve. Yeah. Yes. There we go. <laughs> now it's starting to feel like home. Sorry, we're a little rusty. I got to shake it off. Got to shake it off a little bit, but we back. All right. And what is Cinema Draft for the – I mean, what have you guys been doing? What have you been doing not listening to this podcast? Well, basically, it is where daily fantasy sports meets movies, but instead of drafting athletes from teams, you are drafting actors from movies and how their movies perform at the North American box office earns you points for your call sheets while competing against others for fun and prizes. And the game is free to play. We'll get into more of it later. But for now, we will get into my personal favorite, which is what... I'm watching. Yes, we've missed it. We've missed it. All right. First thing that I'm watching, and I think Cami might be watching this too, I'm not sure, is yeah. Timeless. Are you watching yeah. Timeless, Cami? Yes,
1: I am. I love it.
0: Yes, it, based, for those of you who don't know. It is an uh, NBC show. It's basically historical fiction. I love it. It's a a group of time traveling, I guess, kind of pseudo cops or whatever, going back and trying and basically changing, you know, history. A lot of the times you get these, you know, time traveling shows and you have them like trying to preserve history and stuff. And they are trying to kind of preserve history, but they're they're going up against the guy who's trying to change history. And it's funny because every time they go and change something different, they come back and like history's been rewritten. That's that's kind of cool. And I'm just a sucker for historical fiction. Myself, uh, it's not really great drama, but it's a very serviceable program. It does a really decent job on weekly network TV budget of transporting you to different eras, and I really appreciate that. What do you yeah, like about time's I, was, did, I
1: think they do an awesome job, and I don't know about you, but I kind of, I think they have a little bit of drama because we don't really see them changing history for history's sake in terms of you know what was, in a, what we might have read in the textbook, but they're. Um, different aspects of their lives are changing so i think that that's where the drama actually comes into play for me
0: yeah no that that's that's a good point they are i mean and and also and also sometimes the history is like changing their personal lives in in ways they didn't really intend so that's also you know that whole you know uh the thing of unintended consequences it's it's, it's a very real thing so all right so that's that's the that's the one show i'm watching but i just i've seen all right i'm really excited because i've seen some really good movies recently and i want to talk about nocturnal animals yes awesome.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
0: yeah 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 you, you with me there to t- talk to it talk to the people about nocturnal animals cami
1: well you know for those who haven't seen it yet i don't want to give too much away but it was um gripping um a little i don't want to say macabre but a little dark um but very much very gripping because as soon as you start getting into the movie and the meat of the movie i mean it just it grabs hold of you and you're like, okay, where is this going? And you just want to hold on for the ride. And it's so awesome. It has a great ending. You know, I'm such a movie buff. I kind of predict things. So the ending was a little bit predictable for me, but nonetheless, loved it.
0: Well, let's tell them something about the,
1: oh, the thing. Okay. No,
0: I'm not going to give anything away. No spoilers. No spoilers. Zone. Basically, you know, it's it's got this whole story within a story type thing, which is you know, uh, it, it's it's actually a really hard trick to pull off, and but it it does it in, in really elegant style. You know. Uh, yes. A, a white or a, a woman, you know, gets a manuscript from her ex-husband, and then you see the st- the story in the manuscript play out alongside real life events, and it's just, it's very interesting. It has a very, um, I would say, like, I mean, for lack of a better expression, like, what would I do if? type of scenario. You, you, mm-hmm. I, I found mm-hmm. myself several times throughout the movie you know, putting myself in these, these crazy situations they have these people in. And it's like, what would I do if right. you know, this happened to me or my family or whatever? And, and, I, and we came out discussing that a lot, Cammy, uh, didn't we? Because I was really there, mm-hmm. I was there for the writer's struggle, the whole the artist struggle for when nobody believes in you. And then when you make it, it's like, I'm here. It's like, what's right. up?
1: And and my and my argument was that I felt like it translated to um, to everyone. You know, you didn't have to be a writer to get what what um, the theme of the movie was. No,
0: no, yeah. And, and and my point was that because they dealt specifically with writing, I felt it just just you know that much more. Because like, you know, when you made it, it's like, what's up? Like all those people, all you haters, all two of you, you know who you are, who thought cinema draft would never be anything. What's up? Getting my Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening to the podcast, I had my arms spread out like Jesus. <laughs> but no, it's a really good film. It's award-bait roles for Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams. I mean, they're definitely getting nominated for everything. And then Tom Ford, man, who knew he could develop such stylish, dope suits and make movies, man? I mean, he doesn't make movies often. When he does, broadband goes in.
1: I mean, I you know what? I always felt that... Um, Tom Ford would make an excellent um, uh, movie maker just because his clothes are so sophisticated and, you know, it has great attention to detail. So I think that that carries over into his movie making skills.
0: That's a good point. Attention to detail is, you know, a key component to not not only just the creative process, but especially movies and, and mm-hmm. movie making. And, and it's it can be easy to lose sight of details when you're doing take after take and there's so many moving parts, especially as a director when you're running the whole show. So yeah, I can I can appreciate that. I can definitely appreciate that. But I but I really want to bring us to I mean, now this this movie, you know, you know, knocked my socks off. And it came out of nowhere. I was having a bad day, kinda of pissed, want to escape my life for two hours ran out, didn't tell anybody where I was going or where I was doing whatever. I just wanted to, I just wanted to you know, just, just escape my life for a minute. And this movie uh, uh, that I saw just yesterday, Miss Sloan? Miss Sloan?
1: I can't wait. It is, like
0: is impossible. Hackable. it is it, it, you know, personally now as a game theory professional you know uh, as a sometimes poker player and now you know, running the cinema draft game this is definitely my movie of the year because it is a naughty Twitty, twisty unpredictable strategic thriller that is constantly one step ahead of its audience i mean the basic uh, premise is that miss sloan is a lobbyist she does unsavory things to get her bills you know passed and what have you and she takes up the cause of of a gun registration bill which of course you know uh you know uh, big bullets, you know, big guns are, is out to, the gun lobby is out to kill. And it's just a, a constant one-upsmanship or one-ups-womanship in this case of, uh, you, know, of you know, wits. And, and, I, and all I got to say is I would not want to see this this woman, you know, show up at my poker table because she has got, I mean, you are, you know how they say, you know, people playing, you know, checkers while well, she's playing chess. I mean, she's playing like that—that—that that, that 3D level <laughs> Star Trek chess. You know, like layer on layer on layer. And I promise you, there is an ending that I don't care. I don't care how Aunt Cami. I know how you like to predict endings and stuff. I do it's the same. It's not that
1: I like to predict them. It's just that you know, I I just always have a sense for these things.
0: You can't turn that big beautiful brain off, can you? Yeah. I mean <laughs> I, I, I get you, but I mean this one, I promise you did not see this one coming. It yeah, was I'm up for the
1: challenge. I, it. But I and I really want to see it, so I'm excited.
0: Yes, it was fire. Love I mean it was our
1: Chastain.
0: Or as as you know our our ongoing drinking game would say, it was lit. It was very <laughs> lit, family. Very lit. Yes, Jessica Chastain, man. and, and so I, I tweeted out the link to uh, to my review, which you can find, of course, like all of our stuff on our corporate blog uh, on, on Medium.com/at/CinemaDraft, uh, and and like the, the little tease I tweeted out was that was my bias going into the movie, which, which is that I've never seen Jessica Chastain, you know, do bad work, and. I mean, this is built around her, around her talents. I mean, from from everything I've read about her, she's kind of like she said she grew up, you know, in like Northern California, you know, almost I wouldn't say like hippie-ish, but like you know, very you know, very liberal, very kind of you know, like not, she, she seems like a, like your typical you uh, know, uh, like you know, film student grad or something like that, like you know, very you know, very nice and sweet. I think she's vegetarian or vegan or something, whatever. And this, you know, her her Miss Sloan, man, she's she's that, she, she's off that red meat. And that red meat's gonna be your bill, your life, your car, your career. You know, your reputation. She'll just take that. Give me that. Give me that. She'll snatch that. So yeah, it's it was it was amazing. I I mean, I haven't seen Moonlight yet. You know, so that, that's the caveat. I hear great things. I'm still gonna try to you know find Moonlight and take it and 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 have a look at it. But man, Miss Sloan, <sighs> it's just great acting, brilliant writing, and then John Madden, Mr. Shakespeare in Love. You know, he just he killed it. He's a great director, so it's it's my movie of the year so far. She's already earned a Golden Globes nomination, and you know she's definitely she's definitely on the shortlist of the Oscar race. Nice. So that, that that's what I'm watching. What are you watching, Cammy? You watching anything? Well, else?
1: in addition to Timeless, um, I guess going with that theme, it's a show that's actually been on for forever, and it's um, quite camp. Town ladies sing the song, very cheesy, campy, but I still love it nonetheless. Is Murdoch Mysteries. Love that show, Um, definitely based on um, historical fiction because you know we see all these great characters and you know different things. Thomas Edison, Tesla, you know all these characters that come into play, but it's all centered around um, Detective Murdoch, who is this great crime solver. Love that.
0: British sounds.
1: No, it's actually Canadian. Oh, same.
0: You know, same
1: difference. Same thing, basically. But love it. And I know there's a show that actually has been, I mean, completely knocked my socks off, knew absolutely nothing about it, hadn't heard. And, you know, just to um, give the audience perspective, like, I don't watch television on television. Like, I don't really watch TV per se. Um, Most of the things I watch, even, you know, things that actually come on television, I watch online. So I don't see commercials. I don't, you know, know the hype unless I, you know, read or see something online. And I knew absolutely nothing about this show going in, but just saw it online and decided to give it a try. And it is called This Is Us. Absolutely love it. Very slice of life. It's all over the place. You know, as life is, you know, it has its dramatic moments, it's, you know, moments that make you, you know, wanna grab some tissues. And then moments that resist. literally like, I, Everyone loves like this God. God. I mean, it, because it's good. Not only is that, I mean, and it's perfect execution from, from writing production direction to the acting. I mean, all of it is just on point. Love it.
0: Ah, uh, Camelita. Really all love right. It, I mean, you I...
1: ain't gotta like it. You ain't gotta watch it, but I'm just letting you know, this is what I'm watching right now. I love this show.
0: I almost feel like, I mean, now granted, I haven't seen a frame of This Is Us, just what they show in the commercials and stuff. And, you know, longtime listeners of this pod know how, I wouldn't say I have an, uh, an aversion, but I'm extremely wary of of any kind of film entertainment that comes over that seems a little too earnest or seems a little too, you know, and all, and all the marketing materials thus far seems very earnest and very, we're gonna pull your heartstrings like no. I want you to tell me when you will pull my heart oh strength. My I'll let you God. know I'm exactly. going to lend you my heart strength to pull, you know? So I'm, I'm, I, oh man, I want to fight it. But I mean, you're one of my, you're one of my few arbiters of, of good taste. I mean, you know, you love all my stuff. So that means yeah.
1: you've got great taste. Yeah, I no,
0: but I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, if you're this hot on it.
1: I, I, I mean, I am. I mean, really, I have not seen, and, I'm, and I think I'm kind of with you in terms. I don't know if I have an aversion, but you know, it's just like, you know, don't tell me what I'm going to like. Let me let me decide for myself. And um, like I said, I knew absolutely nothing about this going in except for the synopsis that was given online. And I'm all in. I absolutely love it.
0: <sighs> OK, well, I white flag. Wave it. I surrender. <laughs> you, you win. Man, yeah, OK. All right. Well, that, that's what we're watching. And of course, you know, what are y'all watching? I want to you know what, what are you guys watching out there? You know, feel free to email us at podcast dot cinemadraft at gmail dot com and email us tell us what you're watching tell us what you want what you want us to talk about on the on the pod next time you know we're now that we're back in business we you know get back to the the business of giving you this hot content marketing weekly you know, <laughs> you know maybe we'll discuss some of your stuff on the air how about that have the draft mom listening you know make you I make you a mom. podcast <laughs> yeah, see 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 mom draft you know Candy, candy, candy Cane says... I love says, your mom.
1: You know, candy, even though I've never met her in person, I absolutely adore your mom. I think she's awesome. Candy
0: Cane says, hi, mom. Okay, yes, yes. No, All right, me. so... Get
1: it right. I, I just yes. Switch that up. Candy Cane... Oh, play, play a piece.
0: A piece. <laughs> so she, she's an OG. She was back in the days of the spreadsheet. You know, she was, she was down for the cause when she could get on and, you know, and throw, yes. her little, th- throw her a little line together. You know, we're, we're looking for big things from you now. You've got experience. You have a leg I up actually, on this. Part. I
1: actually... I think it was my first time out. I think I won the first time that I actually played.
0: Uh, that's not true. Anyways, okay. But anyways, we uh, <laughs> okay, were gonna get. I got to... ten dollars. Did you really? Okay, so you, so you <laughs> got like did. second and third.
1: Okay, you okay, you got. the yeah, may that's sound what like I'm you I got Like, Yeah.
0: Okay, you may sound like you won the thing. Hour, we all know Jay uh, Bird on well, that Jaybird.
1: I'm saying, shit. I I I ranked the first time
0: that i played. Y'all you know it was y- 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 me and Jay going head up every week. That's what it was. Anyways, anyways. No, that's no, you, you're, yeah, that's right, though. I appreciate your support early on. I appreciate your, appreciate your support now, and I can't wait to see what your first call sheet looks like this week.
1: Okay. Yes. We'll All right, well, so
0: we're getting to the heart of, of this week's podcast, and it is holiday movies. So let me explain the rules for those who are new to the podcast, like Cammie. Basically, you're you're going to pick movies involved, you know, the December holiday season anyway, you know, we'll leave that broad. It can be, you know, anything from like an action movie with a Christmas theme or, or at a, or at a, you know, Christmas playground or an, you know whatever it can be anything that's somewhat holiday themed or during this time of year we alternate picks and once someone picks a movie that movie is out of play so there's a little bit of game theory going on you have to not necessarily pick in order what you think is best but you need to pick you know what you think might is best and might also be taken from someone else now mm-hmm. since I'm a gentleman you know the draftman raised me right and you are my guest Cammy you may go first what is All your right. first holiday movie
1: okay i am going to jump on this one first because i know it will be on ed's list and that is love actually no no Action. No, 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 yes, no, yes. no love that movie and um, the story of uh it's actually you know the story of like i think it's what like nine different people and the stories are all intertwined and I mean, it's once again, it's one of those slice to life type things where it's like it's all over the place. You know, you want to cry in some moments. You're laughing your head off in others. And, um, you know, it's got a little drama and intrigue in there. It's, I love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. I've seen it, I don't know, how many times. I've seen it a gross amount of times at this point.
0: <laughs> That's wrong, dog. I thought you were cool.
1: See, that's what I'm saying. That's why I had to jump on it first because I knew that that would be, like, you know, one of your top five probably.
0: You know – okay, yes. Love Actually, so, Stellar Pick. It's the one I was probably going to take off the board. I'm a little upset right now because I love, I love that movie.
1: Emily, love that movie, yeah.
0: Movie, you know – now a little backstory for those who haven't heard, you know, uh, this, this podcast before, uh, my, my history of love actually is what was is, is a little different because I remember seeing it uh show after a breakup. I, I mean, back in my movie review, my full or semi full-time movie reviewing days when I'd see everything under the sun and I'd write up movie reviews under the name, the real deal. I remember giving it three reels. Now my rating system is, is zero to four reels and I didn't give it, it's just due because i was in my feelings I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't i couldn't i could absorb all the love actually so uh <laughs> I, in future viewings especially that sound the soundtrack was always fire i love the soundtrack yeah i definitely. mean it's it, it's a beautiful thing but um in future viewings i really did fall in love. it's it's an elegant beautiful story it's, it's really hard to make you know so many you know disparate disparate stories kind of mesh in a semi-organic right. way and all kind of you know to get oh your God. heartstrings. There we go. Mm-hmm. So I, I I love that movie. I'm really upset. I'm gonna have to rejigger my game plan.
1: But you know what?
0: I got some free cami. Here's here's my here's my move. I'm taking this off the board early. Okay. Take that, take that. Best man holiday. And I am here to to represent for our boy Jay Devlin, who who put this in in, in uh, his top three of the of holiday movies of all time, which which I which I found surprising, I had no idea he was, he was such a softie, But he, you know, Best Man Holiday is an excellent, fun film. There's a little bit of pathos at the end. There's there's you know everyone coming together, breaking apart, coming back together again. It's just it's it's you know it's what? just a fun you know time the movies.
1: You know what? This is one of those movies I totally forgot about that I wanted to see. I'm gonna have to watch this. because I, even though I love The Best Man I mean I absolutely love that love that movie but I completely play, forgot play, about play, the Best play, yeah play, I got I got
0: player you got to see Best Man I got to see
1: this you definitely got to see this
0: have you seen Best Man? Do I need to revoke your black card? That's
1: what or? I said. I, said I, I love Best Man. Like, I've seen that movie many a times, love it, but I just uh, I totally forgot about this movie. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, you, you must have been busy at that point in your life, but yeah, Best Man the yeah. Holiday is great. I enjoyed the hell out of it. All your, all your favorite characters back and everything, you know years older, none the wiser, <laughs> none the wiser, the little, the <laughs> little, um, what was that thing? The, the, they had that whole, that sing along where they're doing, I think it was silk. It was, it was, I think it was, was it silk or one of those nineties R and B groups mm-hmm. where they're all like, getting little pajamas mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, and just doing the little, with the little hat and everything. Tay digs, you know, looking all, all, all cool and shit. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's me at holiday. Okay. I'm, I'm here okay. for
1: it.
0: I'm here for it. Let's all right. It so it that, so, so we're only doing three, we're doing three each. So what's your next movie? Next okay,
1: the next has got to be the quintessential uh, Christmas movie of the '80s, and that is A Christmas Story. Oh! Um, oh!
0: Oh, oh my God! Of
1: course, you know, God, growing
0: up, I me at this game.
1: You're literally watched that movie um, like several times because you know, especially back in the day, you know, they would run a movie all daggone day.
0: No, 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 you no, know, no. They, you know, know, they, they do that. They do that every Christmas. Still, those oh, okay. of we're, who still watch terrestrial, <laughs> you know, TV, you know, you know, cable or satellite TV or whatever. It, they do that they every
1: Christmas. They still do that. Okay. I well, watch it every
0: Christmas while, while while wrapping presents. It's like my informal,
1: love
0: this uh, yeah. It's, it's like you my. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, who can't recite that movie backwards and forwards? A Christmas story.
1: Exactly. <laughs> look, exactly. Look at that face.
0: Look at that face, Ralphie. Just. <laughs> This all. actually i'm sorry actually sorry for all five of you who are actually watching this podcast let me share my screen look at that face <laughs> he just wants a red Ryder beanie gun
1: <laughs> love that movie and the funny but thing when, is
0: it's 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 corny and earnest it and is fun, but it, and relatable and silly
1: all at the same time and it's timeless it is timeless completely timeless
0: I mean you were transported back to the fifties Cleveland or whatever. I mean it's just I mean, ah, oh, what he swears the stuck t- the tongue stuck to the flagpole. I mean the whole movie, just a string of classic moments. I love it. It is. Too. It is. I love it. Ah uh, I, I I hate you right now. I hate you, Jody. I hate you. <laughs> okay. Um wow. Okay. Well you're probably not even
1: now. Hey, what's up? Well no, yeah. you're right. You know, you, you got
0: this. You're you're playing the game well, Cammy. You're playing the game well, you know. Uh all right, so I'm 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 gonna come back strong and you're you probably don't even consider this as a, a per se a holiday movie, but it happens during the holidays. So I'm going with, of course, Die Hard. I mean
1: Oh,
0: okay. I mean, what are we talking about here? Everyone loves Die Hard. It's I mean, it's an action movie, so so it's it's definitely, you know, not you know that earnest at all per se, but it's witty, a lot of action. was The first time we'd seen something, you know, in that ilk where so and so's trapped in such and such, and just you know, basically the whole movie is just fighting around the such and such. You know, you know, and of course it spawned its sequels: Die Hard on a Plane, which is Die Hard for the Vengeance, and then Hard, you know, Die Hard Two, and then Die Hard for the Vengeance. You know, in the city of New York with Samuel L. Jackson being the token Negro, all that stuff. But it's just, but it, you know, Die Hard, the original Die Hard. It's got, you know, it's got memorable villains, Alan Rickman rest in peace you know he gained fame <laughs> later on in life as well as you know Professor Snape of those Harry mm-hmm. Potter movie bullshit which I don't watch <laughs> and, but it's just well, a well, fun okay, right? time at the movies I, I really enjoy it it's die hard it's a classic ain't nobody can hate on that
1: I agree although okay. I, don't, I don't remember it that well I mean I know I've seen it maybe one and a half times you oh, a yay, I, no, I know I enjoyed it but I, was, I really don't remember it oh, well fair enough
0: no, fair enough. All right, so so what's, what's what's third and last on your list?
1: You know, I was going to try and trip you up and, you know, go with something a little unconventional, but you know what? I'm just going to go for, as you say, earnest um, Christmas film, and that is It's a Wonderful Life. The old school joint oh. with, um, uh, what's his name? You know I'm bad with names. Um,
0: uh, Jimmy.
1: Um... James Stewart. James Stewart and Donna Reed. Love that movie! One, when, when another one of those um, Christmas films that they oh, run Christmas. back to back during the Christmas season. And yes, I still watch it. Love it, oh. absolutely love it. I mean, and I think that you know, even though it is, um, you know, a Christmas tale, I think it's a movie that a lot of people can relate to. You know, this man, he's down on his luck. You know, um, you know, he's contemplating suicide because he can't really provide for his family, and you know, just made a you know series of poor decisions and you know, has a basically, I guess, come to angel moment with an angel, <laughs> um, you know, who shows him how he did really have an awesome, how he has his, you know, great life. So, and, you know, kind of turns it around, changes his attitude, and boom, his whole life comes together. So, I love that movie. I really that's do. That's a great
0: movie. That, that is a great movie. Um, and that's classic, and I think, it you is. know, the listeners and our five viewers <laughs> are seeing that <laughs> you are just a classic type of chick. I yeah, you, you're, you're a classic. Uh, okay, so for my last and final pick, I am going. I'm. This is this is a fairly safe, you know, uh, universal pick, I guess. And I'm going with Elf. All right. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, I was, I was waiting. Okay. Good.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Will Ferrell as a freaking overgrown elf. I mean, come on. His name is Buddy, right? His name Buddy. Listening? Yeah, Buddy. I mean, oh, yeah, Buddy.
1: Exactly.
0: He lives in the North Pole. I mean, just—I mean, what, what more do you want? I mean, enough said. It is hilarious. He, I mean, we got Zoe Deschanel and her big old blue eyes. You know, everyone. I mean, it's just Faison. Faison that's right. Faison loves in this Faison joint. Loves I mean. it in
1: it. and it was directed by John Favreau.
0: Oh, that's right. Yo, yep. Favs, Favs be doing it, man. I mean, he's he come is. a long way from Swingers. Get, get <laughs> your money fast. Get your money. No, so, which is, I mean, come on, that's like that's gotta be everyone's top ten, right? Swingers. I mean, you did the Iron yeah. Man movie. I mean, come on, man.
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: Fabs. You, you know, you 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 a low key goat right there. You a low key goat. Um, yeah. So it's it's Elf. You know, just just going with the Universal since I'm I'm going on the semi classic note in honor of our classic guest. So that uh... is. Yeah, you know, so th- thanks for playing along. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> no problem. Thank you for Great having segment. me. Great segment.
0: Great segment. All right. And so now this is the part where we dis- we discuss what is Cinema Draft. And basically it's a fantasy sports version of the movies. You draft 10 actors who are assigned a dollar value salary. You have 100000 in budget to try and draft all 10 actors, no more, no less, Yeah, or three release types of movies, wide, 2,000 screens and up, limited between 500 and 2,000 screens and platform, which is under 500, 500 and under screens. And so, and then you must draft at least one actor from each in your 10 actor call sheet. Headliners, which are the stars of the movies, there's two per movie, are worth, their points are worth 40% more. So for example, if Suicide Squad earns a hundred million and Margot Robbie gets a hundred points, Will Smith, a headliner, would get 140 points. See, Math, not so scary. It's free to play. We have over $300 in prizes this week, and our beta testing is open and live for your enjoyment. That's right, get you that free money. All right, so this segment is what we call the shot list. These are views you can use to win to pick the winning cinema draft call sheet. And I am actually going to i'm gonna try and share with you all our talent pool at a glance uh since it's been so long you know to get you guys back in the mood of the cinema draft game and and basically we're gonna look at uh we're gonna we're gonna look at the the actors you're gonna need in order to to get the most points per dollar in what you are assembling for your call sheet so let's start with and actually let me do a screen share. Yes, we have this elegantly planned out. Actually, So actually, while I'm getting this set up, Cammie, tell the people a little bit about how it was like playing the original version of the game, which was actually on a freaking spreadsheet. What what was that like?
1: Oh, God. I I think most people that, you know, work with spreadsheets can't stand them. But um, no, it was still still a lot of fun. I actually learned a lot because I, you know, really was kind of oblivious to, you know, I mean, I know that, you know, certain... um, Certain films are released limitedly where they're you know they're only on you know they come out in certain cities and whatnot. But I had no idea about wide and platform and whatnot. And you know it was really interesting how you would um how you assign the dollar value to a um, to an actor. Um but it is it's a lot of fun and then and then also too, you know, being a movie buff that I am, you know, i you know you know a lot of the names. um and so you know, you assume that. You know, yeah, they're going to cost a lot of money because they're a well-known actor. They've been in the game for a really long time. But then, you know, it's also dependent upon the movie that they're in. Is it limited? Is it wide? Is it platform? So it was a lot of fun. I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, good point. And, and you, re, you bring up a very good point. It's not just it's not just about name value, but also how the movie fits into the current, you know, uh, box office marketplace. Like for example, you can see, you know, Tom Cruise on Jack Reacher, but that movie's been out for like two months. Ain't nobody seen that movie. So, <laughs> <Right. you> know, <laughs> so it's all. So it comes down to a uh, lot to timing. Um, there's, you know, we we do talk a lot, and uh, some of our strategy pods, especially with Jay Devlin, about uh, about what the projections are, what the buzz has been, you know, all that good stuff. So, we're, you know, we're going to cover a little bit of it during the shot list. I'm gonna give you a couple names um, in in each uh, little category to kind of give you an idea of what you should be looking out for in assembling the winning call sheet. All right, and Cam, let's share my screen. This is the raw talent pool. This is what I go off of to base salaries. Uh, I don't think we were able to fit in the movie Naruto this week. That's why it's shaded in in reddish but um basically the first part of the shot mm-hmm. list is what i like to call the a list and these are actors you'll definitely want on your call sheet and basically of course we're t- looking at felicity jones Thirty Nine Thousand, rogue one oh. a star wars story i mean just well, pay your toll that's
1: like almost half the budget
0: <laughs> damn straight because i mean this movie's like gonna I mean yeah the projections i've seen are anywhere from like 150 million to damn near 200 million i mean this thing is going to suck yeah. All of the life at the box office. I mean, you could try to fade it. You could try to do, you know, make a contrarian play and and you know, map your way around it. But I don't think there's enough there are enough high-powered movies out there or headliners out there that can give you that extra forty percent bonus that's going to be able to fade Rogue One. So yeah, so just pay your tax, pay your toll, you know, pay your fine, you know, keep it moving. Um, you know, okay, or so you question, go a you know, with th- Luna. Yes, go ahead.
1: Question: This this you know this may um, help some of the people who are you know who haven't played yet or want to play. Um, just curious, Felicity Jones, she has a higher salary than, say, of Forrest Whitaker because she is the, you know, she's like the principal. Is that why she has a higher salary?
0: Yeah, so so with headliners, I mean, he, assigning headliners so in a movie okay. can, can be somewhat arbitrary, but I definitely try to, to identify the, the, the two key actors that are... That are going to be the draws for it, the movie. So in all the publicity, you know, this 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 movie is being kind of pitched as like, you know, this rebel, you know, this this rebel woman, you know, is leading a band of misfits, whatever, to, to steal the plans to the Death Star, and she's in, she's front and center in all the the marketing stuff. <laughs> so it's pretty obvious this is her movie. Also, okay. I do take into fact, I do take into account where necessary, um, like you know, some of their past track record or whatever. Like when, once we're fully funded with all that good, sexy VC money, venture capital money, uh, we'll probably have like a Swiss kid algorithm or a team of, of quants locked in a room just figuring this stuff out full time or something. But for now, it's just me and my gut and my fairly extensive movie knowledge and and I'm a pop culture sponge. I I don't watch as many commercials as some people, but I watch more than you and I do see some. Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah marketing (laughs) what's out there and stuff like that. So yeah, so so she's definitely the 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 primary lead in this movie. I did have a harder time figuring out who the secondary lead was, but I threw um Diego Luna because if you did if, if you did, like, an image search or whatever, he probably comes up almost as, as second. I mean, it's not like he's he's not as high a stature, an actor as, say, a Forrest Whitaker. And, you know, Forrest Whitaker's got, like, right. you know, voluminous, you know, I was going to say rap shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: Oscar uh, under yeah. Belt, all of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, resume, whatever. But, you know, Diego yeah. Luna clearly is, I mean, God, I, I hope they don't set him up as, like, this, you know, huge love interest whatever. But he seems like the male lead, co-lead or whatever. So, so yeah, so I, I picked those two as, as the, the candidates for headliner status For that 40% bonus. Um, Yeah, Felicity Jones at 39,000. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is on 4,000 plus screens. So it is, by definition, a wide release. And Diego Luna is 38,700. Just pick one of them. I mean, you know, if you want to save a little money, you can pick Diego Luna. It doesn't matter. Their points will be the same. It's going to get, I mean, it's going to go bonkers. We've got our tickets. We're going. Yay! Can't wait. Thursday night after this bad boy locks. Heading up to the D-Box Theater, 3D D-Box seats (laughs) moving, seats (laughs) moving, seats (laughs) moving. Can't wait, can't wait. All right, Uh, next one is Office Christmas Party. Now this is a wide release. It's it's in its second week. Or yeah, it's in. It's been out for a week technically in its okay. second weekend. Um, and, you know, just, just grab you some Jason Bateman. He's the, the slightly cheaper of the two headliners. He's 12400 It's a wide release, uh, 3,217 screens, unless they add some more on Thursday night. And it's just hilarious. It debuted second last weekend, pretty strong 18 or $19 million haul. And it should benefit from good word of mouth. It's, I mean, these type of movies are really notoriously hard to pull off because it's, it's hard to come up with clever, sophomoric humor. Trust me, I've tried. I've spent... Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, a good chunk of my Hollywood, you know, screenwriting career coming up with just, like, you know, stupid, th- smart, funny shit. So they do a really good job. It's, it's It's got, I mean, as far as plot goes, you know, whatever. It's got it's got a fairly st- straightforward plot, but that you know, is really effective. It keeps the action moving. And a lot of really great, you know, characters and, and character actors and comedians in there. I mean, uh, and I love me some Kate McKinnon. I think we covered this in the last podcast. Did you listen to the last podcast, Cammie? I did not. Ah, okay. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was <laughs> me and Jay Devlin. We were going over our um our, our winter movie preview or whatever, and and I told him and I just seen Office Christmas Party that day, and I don't know what it is about Kate McKinnon, man, but I love me some Kate McKinnon. She is
1: Kate McKinnon.
0: She's hysterical. I mean, she, oh she, yeah,
1: Saturday Night. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah she's, she's got that,
0: that understated type of comedy which is just fire. for me. I love it. I love it. And you see her in all the commercials too. Like you know, where Jennifer Aniston, you know, the ball-breaking, you know, boss. Like you know, no more Christmas party that TJ Miller's like. <laughs> having christmas party, and kate mckinnon's doing the wink like oh yeah, yeah. i can see you so i'm standing right here uh-huh. no 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 christmas party wink, wink. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just she's just so slick and sly and she was probably the best thing about ghostbusters and ghostbusters was decent i liked i like ghostbusters fine the the mm-hmm. reboot um but she was she was the best thing she's just a little off-center i love some yeah you know, cor- quirky chicks get at yes. me podcast.cinemadraft at gmail.com we can make it happen all right so yeah so that's my a-list felicity jones rogue one jason bateman office christmas party the next part of the shot list is what we call co-starring now these are some values you may want to look out for this coming weekend as you're setting your call sheet and first one i want to bring up is emma stone in la la land it is actually expanding from five screens to 200 which is uh, unusually nice. aggressive expansion from, like, going from – I mean, it's still a platform release. I mean, you're still under 500 screens. But usually – and we've seen this in in recent weeks when we've, you know, had the game when we've seen Moonlight go from, like, you know, four screens to 30 to 60. You know, they, they seem to kind of to climb up slowly, but they're really confident about La La Land. What have you heard about La La Land, uh, Cami
1: You know what? Once again, I don't watch television, so not much. Um, I actually did go on to um, – you know, when I go, when I do my Google searches or I go inside imdv.com, you know, I've, it kind of popped up there. And I'm like, ooh, you know, in the Stone, Ryan Gosling, love them. So I had to check it out. And um, it looks really good. It, it is getting um, great reviews, but once again, eager to see it for myself, to judge for myself.
0: Oh, absolutely, and and it's and it's got it's got the god uh, uh, Ryan Gosling. I mean, he, he's just good in yeah. everything. Emma Stone is is great in everything as well. She's she's awesome. And there's been a lot of Oscar buzz around it because it's got the hot writer director Damien Chazelle. I mean, he's he pops up in some interesting places, man. I mean, like I I think he, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had like a writing credit on on um, the the Cloverfield pseudo sequel, um, the the one where the 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 girl was locked in the in the bunker with uh, John Goodman. I forget the name of it, but you know he's he does some really interesting. Oh, writing uh, credits. What was that? You know what I'm talking about, right? Like um, yeah, I do. Col- I do. You know, Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's what. Yes. I'm Ten yes. Cloverfield Lane. Uh, and he's you know he of course you know you know got his his fame through uh, uh, Whiplash, which you know earned a lot of Oscar love a couple years ago with uh, Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. And I mean, what more do you want? It's it's Damien Chazelle. It's two attractive leads. Yes, please. Only seventy three hundred um, in platform. Now that is really that's fairly expensive for platform, but we're pretty confident that it's going to to perform. I believe in on just five screens last weekend. It did. I want to say it had like a nineteen thousand per screen average, which is, I mean, smaller screens you're going to get every seat filled, like we get it. But it still had a re- yeah. Look at that. It had almost a million dollars on five screens. Eight hundred eighty one thousand. On five screens, that's 176,000 per screen. I'm bad at math. Sorry, this is why <laughs> I'm not a quant. This Is why I have an English degree. Uh, yeah, they had they had almost they had over 176,000 dollars per screen on just five screens. So I mean, even if or even if you get just like a tenth of that, looking at 17,000 per screen times 200. Once again, bad at math. Calculator, real quick. 200 times 17,000, and you're looking at a 3.4 million. A $3.4 million box office weekend. And, and, for, oh, for, and for those of you who are new to the, to the podcast and the cinema draft game, you get one point per, per million in wide release per actor, uh, one point per 500,000 in limited release in, uh, per actor, and then one point per 100,000 in platform release. So La La Land does 3.4 million. That's 34 points. And then, if you add in that headliner bonus, man, you're looking at like almost 50 points right there for out of Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Both prices 7,300. You might want to actually headliner stack those because, I mean, you can really rack up some points just, you know, just using that movie right there at the platform release. Uh, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, 8,600, and, he yeah, is, I'm and he's in Yeah, I mean, you know, I almost went and saw that uh, yesterday instead of Miss Sloan, uh, or if I was going to be too late for Miss Sloan, or if I got the time wrong or something. Yeah, I saw that playing there as well. That's on on the table, too. Uh, It's gotten rave reviews. Oh, sorry. uh, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. 8,600, limited release. And, and this is another one you might want to headliner stack because in the limited release category, now that's 501 to 1,999 screens, it's, it's, it's probably far and away one of our leaders. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's, it's been out for a few weeks now, but it's just slowly been creeping up from platform to limited release, so it's been kind of climbing along, laddering up the amount of screens it's going to be shown on. So it's actually jumping from 366 screens last week to 1,200, so that's a pretty big jump for it, but uh, it's counting on the Oscar buzz, it's, we're heading into the to the end part of the year uh, where people can have some time. I know when I, when I go visit my mom you know, over the holidays, you know, we see movies all the time, uh, you know, nothing better to do, you know, I'll go see two, three movies at a time, whatever, and this is going to be one of them. Um, he's... It's got, it's a great buzz. I hear it's a, it's a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. Once a, here we go again, Cami. Once again, they tell me how to feel. I don't know how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> I think it's gonna be good. It does, I'm, I've, I've actually watched the previews now so it doesn't look a little um, tearjerker-ish.
0: <laughs> okay, tear, you, you tear jerk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, but as far as the, the limited release category goes, because you have to have at least one actor from each of the three release types. This is probably the only one I want on my call sheet. It's super buzzy. It may steal some shine from our beloved Nocturnal Animals, which is also mm. hanging out at uh, estimated f- uh, 1,200 to 1,500 screens this week in the limited release category. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what the projections will be for Nocturnal Animals and Manchester by the Sea. You, know, you might have to make a tough choice because both of them are pretty pricey for the limited release category because they're, the, they're pretty much all you want in that category. Otherwise, you're looking at uh, Trolls toward the end of its run, um, loving, which just might be on, t- on too few screens to make a difference. Well, actually it's on 650, but it just didn't seem – it's never really broke out like we think Nocturnal Animals in Manchester by the Sea will. So those are the two uh, for co-starring I would recommend this week. And the final part of the shot list, what I like to call The Cutting Room Floor, Skip These Losers. And I hate to say it, as much as this movie gave me so much life yesterday – Calling you out Miss Sloan, all the miss Sloan don't don't roster a single actor Miss Sloan. It will disappoint you, it will make you cry. Ooh. I love this movie, it's my favorite movie of the year, and of course, nobody's seeing it. How do you feel about that Cammy?
1: <laughs> i you know what I thought that Jessica Chastain would you know just her name name recognition alone would pull more people' um... man
0: people are dumb. We voted a reality star in to be president of this country
1: people they ain't right watch. This is true. This is true. I mean,
0: I mean, that's another thing, too, because as I, as, as I sat through towards the end of this, this, this movie, this kind of like high-stakes strategic thriller, I, I just kept thinking how smart and great this is, and, and, I, and it totally made sense why nobody saw it. I only made $1.8 last weekend. What? Basically $1,100 on 1,600 screens. It wasn't even that wide. It wasn't even a wide release, and you couldn't get even 2000 per screen to see this thing. It, it's, it makes me sad. America, mm. I wait for you and your movie-going tastes, all right? Go see Boo a Madea Halloween one more time. I mean, my <laughs> <God. sighs> Okay, sorry. I'm off my soapbox. But I love Miss Sloan. It's a great movie, but for purposes of our game, it is persona non grata. Okay. And the other, and the other movie I would say to avoid is all the Doctor Strange. I mean, <laughs> basically. I, you
1: know what? I actually just recently watched that, and I loved it. But I, but I like those kind of movies and Doctor Strange is definitely one of my favorite comic book characters, so.
0: Oh, loved it, the L word. Oh. Yeah,
1: I liked it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I will admit um, I would not have picked uh, or cast uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, even though I love, absolutely adore him. I, I love Sherlock um, and a few other things that he's done, but I felt like they could have maybe gotten somebody else. But nonetheless, I still enjoyed it, and um, yeah, I, but I'm not, I'm not shocked that it didn't do that well at the, at the theater.
0: No, no, no. Actually, it did great. It's just- Oh, its it did? Week. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. This, okay. Thing made, this thing has made buku dollars. As we okay, say. okay. Yeah, good. no, no. It's just, I mean, and this is a perfect example of how, you know, I mean, movies, you know, I mean, they, eventually they, they slow down. Not every movie's Titanic. Remember Titanic back yes. in 98? It oh, That God. was like the number one movie for like 27 oh, straight
1: you know, weeks or something still don't understand it, but whatever, okay.
0: Oh, you didn't like Titanic? No, oh, that's, did, a, that's, but, a whole other podcast. that's a whole other
1: podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. That's, that's <laughs> all, yeah. I, I love Titanic. So I, love
0: it. I swear by Titanic. I don't care how, I mean, it, I don't care how it's obvious it is. It's a great film. It is a great film. I, yeah, I mean,
1: have to give You podcast.
0: want to talk about being a tear jerk. I mean, I was close, man. I, I love that movie. You know, Oof. anyways. Um, yeah, so Doctor Strange is has is, is had about seven weeks in release by uh, by this this coming weekend. And and if it's still in wide release, because currently it's on 2,763 screens, I have to think they're going to seed a bunch of those screens to Rogue it, and I estimated 2,100 screens. Of course, we won't find out how many screens until Theater Lock tomorrow, Thursday, at 6 p.m. Pacific, but uh, I think it might still be a wide release. Even if it is a limited release, it's, it's had its run. It's, it's had a good yeah. run. Mm-hmm. At, at, at Starting at 9,000, going up to 10,500 for Benedict Cumberbatch, it's overpriced. It's too wide for its own good, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much skip that loser. And also, <laughs> I have here in my notes too. Watch Star Wars Death Star, that bitch, in a sci fi loving audience. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to nuke whatever sci fi lovers are out there. I mean, you know, Star Wars, Rogue One, the Star Wars story is going to suck all that stuff up like a tractor beam. So, yeah. You see what I did there? Tractor beam, Star that Wars. <laughs> <laughs> all right and of course i want to know any if there are any movies coming out over the next couple of weeks that y'all want to see hit us up at podcast.cinemadraft at gmail.com okay and so and we are going to quick segment that we do the over under and since you are my guest this evening mm-hmm. uh, i would like to add, we're, we're going to try to kind of guess either over or under how much in box office this movie is going to earn and of course the only one that anyone's talking about is Star Wars. Oh, uh, sorry. I keep doing, I keep doing it backwards. Rogue, Rogue One, One, a Star Wars story. So I'm, so I'm, I'm pegging at 170 million this weekend. Do you think it's going to go over or under?
1: Uh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure about it going over this weekend. But I do think it might go over during the holiday weekend, which would be in its what its second week run.
0: Well, I'll, I'll, all we care about is this weekend. All we want to know okay, is, like, will well, this make 100 you know okay, million worth I'm, the box? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm guessing it's going to hit somewhere around 200 million
0: this weekend alone.
1: Yeah, this weekend.
0: Oh, that that is the definitive over. And by default, I will take the under and we will see who is right next week. All right. And and I mean, do you, do you want to come back next week? You wanna join us on the pod next week, Cammy? Well, will shall see. She's gonna wait to see what y'all think of it. So to write her nice write her sweet things, send her sweet blow sweet nothings in her email at podcast.simmadraft at gmail.com. Make her feel good. Make mm-hmm. her feel loved. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. It's about that time. It's been a good time. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much to the classic Cami Moroni for being Thank on the pod. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I really enjoyed this.
0: Good, good. We'll have to have you back at another point. Mm-hmm. And where can you find Cinema Draft, the game The Obsession? Well, you can find us at... Actually, I'm doing this wrong. Why do I always do this wrong? Uh, you can find us at... Mm-hmm. Try to sc- try to share my screen here. We are everywhere. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, uh, Medium. That's, our, that's where we keep our, our company blog. And also the Real Deal Movie Reviews as content marketing to get you excited about Z-movies. We have our YouTube channel, which you're watching this. And also, you can subscribe to us at iTunes or anywhere your favorite podcasts are delivered to you. <laughs> as my podcast uh, idol says, Bomondi Jones for absolutely free. You can, <laughs> yeah, it's, I love that guy. Hilarious. Uh Google Music, SoundCloud, all that. You know, find us, subscribe to us. Just look up uh, Draft podcast, and there we be. We are live this week. Yes, we are back after a un- uh, uh, after a forced three-week hiatus. Yes. <laughs> Those of you who have, who still have money in your accounts, who won from the previous uh, game, which ended about two or three weekends ago, feel free to withdraw. Uh, you know, you know how to do it by now. We have $300 of free prizes this weekend. Go to simondraft.co to sign up for the free beta if you are new and play for free. Our feature presentation, which is our, which is our $200 main event, as, as long along with our four other contests, locks at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. And the game starts four hours later at 10 p.m. Pacific time. And, of course, $60 to first in the future presentation, and we are totally free to play. Results will be posted shortly after 3.30 p.m. Pacific on Monday. And that will do it for us this weekend. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you, Cammie. Thank you, Draft Mom, for, you know, blessing this podcast in, even in your absence. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to all the great friends out there for Draft, we will see you next time.